subject terror presents hit beast. I wouldn't call myself a groupie. I guess no one does, though. I like to follow my favorite bands around. No one big or famous, just the metal bands that I love. Anything that thrashes, anything with a pit. Dive bars to house shows. Sun goes down and so do I. Shit, well, maybe a bit of a groupie. But free drinks, and that's pretty cool, because I'm not old enough to buy them for myself. Although, these days, I'm not even old enough to buy my own sticks. What a world. My friends call me the Sarlacc, because I'm a pit beast. Also, no one seems to care if you accidentally crowd kill when you're five foot nothing. Anyway, I'm probably the only one of my friends this year who was excited that shows were cancelled due to COVID. I couldn't say that to them, of course, but the relief I felt has set me into anxiety now that things are starting to open up. See, last year I went to a show that was beyond words. The guy I met at a bar. His name was Chad. Well, his name wasn't Chad. But it might as well have been. He was a creepy dick. He set off every red flag in the book. He kept telling me the bands I liked were posers. He bought me drinks without asking for my ID. Blaster was a positive for me, but I do not look my age. When he said he was moving to another venue to see a band, I thought, hey, Maybe he'd pay for my way in. Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, this was stupid. But I was right. He paid for the Uber and let me pick the driver. His phone was greasy from sweat. And as I wiped my hand on my romper, for a few moments between the car showing up as he combed over the top of his thinning but still shoulder-length black hair, I felt a sobering moment of clarity where I wanted to go back inside. He must have recognized my look of doubt because he pulled out a flask of some fruity rum. And I did not decline. When we pulled up to a coffee shop, I relaxed. The place was cute. Cozy, even. He stopped to have a cigarette in front of the building. We talked about some of the bands, him usually tutting me. You need some real music in your life. This band is going to change you. You'll see. You've never experienced this level of hardcore. I grimaced, but he smiled back. The strong smell of coffee fought the stench of B.O. bravely, as this surprisingly large crowd squoze together in front of the wooden pallets arranged into a stage. First band was pretty cool. I could tell by the level of exhaustion on the faces around me we were late. I felt myself get excited, despite the glaring presence of the Chad. The crowd was alive. I thrashed quickly, building up my own sweat, looking like a girl possessed. I'm pretty sure Chad grabbed my ass a few times, but I pulled away. It was hard not to get touched everywhere, here, but he was just obvious and intentional. This is it! This is it! This is them! His voice going up in pitch. Hey, yeah, I guess they really do have to get a new vocalist every show. I was confused by his last comment. The band that went up didn't seem like much. But that's such an unfair statement, I guess. You can't see talent. The singer didn't pick up the mic, 
Instead, he put one hand in the air and the other on his chest. His long hair framing his thin, pale face as he awkwardly towered over his bandmates. The guitar started without an introduction. Suddenly, we were enveloped in a wall of sound. The vibrations shook the light fixtures in the ceiling. I felt my body move against the bodies around me. Slick with sweat, we slid against each other in a writhing mass of sticky, gnashing limbs. The music crescendoed as the pace doubled in a matter of seconds. I felt my small body swept up for a moment, and then I realized I was stuck. The skin on my right arm had merged with the flesh on the leg of the person on my right. I pulled away, feeling the burning, tearing sensation. The same happened with my left leg and someone's arm. My right leg and someone's leg. We pulled against each other. It felt like our bodies were quicksand, sucking into each other as we struggled. Pain came from all directions. Pulling, burning, gnashing. As we thrashed, controlled by the music, enveloped in flesh and sound. I looked around, locking eyes with Chad as I panicked and struggled. He laughed as the music swelled. I felt pulled in. I felt like I was drowning, like I was being crushed, devoured. I struggled. We struggled. We fought against our bonds as we melted into one. The pain abated. We were still. The music played on, but the singer was silent. I think. I couldn't have heard him anyway with all those voices in my head. As soon as the physical pain stopped, my mind was flooded with noise. I couldn't tell you a single coherent word of it, but the sheer chaotic brutality of it rivaled any band I'd heard before, and have since. The singer dove from the stage then. I could feel us reaching up for him, our form creating tendrils of flesh and bone that helped him surf along our mass as he was ripped apart. The music swelled as he screamed. I could feel his agonizing pain, a sing-song drone in my mind. As he was rent flesh from bone, absorbed into the mass. When the music slowed, it felt like being on the Gravitron. The spinning carnival ride that holds you against the wall using the force of centrifugal motion. That wobbling feeling of weightlessness as it slows. And then a sudden wave of anguish. My body shook with a loneliness comparable to withdrawal. I don't know if I would recommend Dr. Copper's Revenge to anyone else, but I know I would see them again. And I think that's what really scares me. Thanks for listening. Like and follow to hear more from us.